Good afternoon. Welcome to Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc. sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bichard. Today I read the Minnesota Supreme Court case Alexander v. City of St. Paul, 227NW2D370, number 45547. I read this case inspired by another case, City of Elko versus so versus Imad Abed et al. Because it referenced this case. I like the way this case decided. It wasn't perfect and everything they said, but the ultimate decision rocked. In this case, a gentleman was denied a movie theater operation license in St. Paul. Hey, people out there. I lived in St. Paul. Rather, the suburbs of St. Paul. And I lived in Minneapolis, too. I lived in Maypoida suburb, Oakdale suburb. So, I'm familiar with the area. Shout out to Twin Cities people. If you're from St. Paul... Think about this case. And even though the city did wrong there, the Supreme Court made Minnesota right. So rock on, Minnesota. Shout out to Twin Cities people. And the defendants rock for fighting the good fight. This is what the decision says. Quote, During the period after the application for the license, but prior, issue, prior to its issuance, one Bernard J. Richards, employed by a plaintiff, as a ticket taker, was arrested by the St. Paul police and charged with exhibiting an obscene motion picture entitled The Letcher. On May 14, 1974, Richards entered a plea of guilty to the charge of wrongfully, unlawfully, and intentionally exhibiting an obscene motion picture in violation of St. Paul Legislative Code 476.01, end quote. Richards, why did you plead guilty? If the movie The Letcher involves consenting adults, I don't see the problem. Like I've said before, obscenity should be protected. That movie should be allowed to be aired. So why did you plead guilty? Later, you did the right thing by protesting the restriction on your movie theater license. So maybe you got wiser with age. Maybe you decided that this battle was worth fighting. I personally think the first battle was worth fighting. But we still consider you a hero because you did the right thing in the end. The decision continues. On June 12, 1974, the St. Paul City Code City Council granted plaintiff a license to operate the flick. On July 8, 1974, plaintiff received a notice of revocation of license which indicated the intention of license inspector recommend that the city council revoke plaintiff's license to operate the flick. The basis of the re revocation was code 372.04 of the city's code, which provides it should be grounds for rescinding or denial of any motion picture license granted under this ordinance if the licensee, owner, manager, leasee, any of the employees, or any person who has a financial interest in the license premises have been convicted of any federal, state, statute, or municipal ordinance pertaining to the sale, distribution, or exhi 
ex exhibition of obscene material relative to the operation of the motion picture theater license. End quote. I don't like that original law, and I don't like how they denied him his opportunity to operate a motion picture. Do you think it was fair? I hope not. I hope if you're listening to this, you're agreeing with me on these, the evils of these obscenity laws. Has anyone by chance ever seen that lecture movie? If you did, certainly let me know. You'd probably, you'd be rather old. But let me know. I'd like to know what you thought about that and whether it's worthy of being obscene. The court says the following, quote, Plano's primary contention is that the action of the city of St. Paul revoking his license to operate motion picture theater because of a past conviction related to obscenity, whether the plaintiff or one of his employees is unlawful prior restraint of expression protected by the First Amendment. We agree. As a result, it will not be necessary to reach other arguments raised by a plaintiff. End quote. Resounding, resounding, resounding is the word for that. Oftentimes in cases, they go here and there, this and that. But in this case, it's a straightforward charge. Good job, plaintiff. Good job, Supreme Court justices. You did right here. You did right. See, the court justices seem to think obscenity in and of itself, as they argue in this case, is not protected by the First Amendment. But using it as a barrier to exercise other First Amendment rights of a past conviction of obscenity is wrong. I guess it's better than nothing, and certainly it's a victory. It's winning the battle. We still got to win the war. Battles we celebrate. Joe Biafra used this language in when he won his trial from Tales of the Trial, his spoken word out, he said he won the battle and there's still a war to fight. Same thing here. Every case we win is a battle won. When we overturn the obscenity laws, we won the war. They give an analogy to other types of business licensing applications. They say, quote, proponents of this argument point to the fact that the city may deny a license to sell liquor or operate a massage parlor to an applicant who has been convicted of a crime bearing a re reasonable relationship to the business for which a license is sought. They argue by analogy that the city may also deny a license to operate a motion picture theater to an applicant who has been convicted of a crime related to obscenity. However, when the city licenses a motion picture theater, licensing act it is licensing an activity protected by the First Amendment and as a result of the power of 373, the city is more limited when the city licenses active activities which do not have First Amendment protection, such as the business of selling liquor or running a massage parlor, end quote. I agree with their reasoning there. Certainly, we can allow more restrictions for those types of businesses than for anything involving the First Amendment. They also say, the city's attempt to rescind plaintiff's lines pursuant to 372.04 is clearly a prior restraint of expression, end quote. From these cases I read, they often talk about prior restraint of First Amendment liberties. So it's a big deal. So the fact that they do this means they 
sinned against the First Amendment, the city of St. Paul. They say, quote, however, there's nothing to indicate that the operation of a theater by plaintiff could present such a danger. We therefore hold that 37204 is unconstitutional on its face, end quote. They are arguing that his obscenity conviction, such as it was, would not cause any problems for him to operate a theater. It wouldn't create evils or crimes. I couldn't agree more with that. They also overturned the law. They said, quote, Because we hold that St. Paul Legislative Code 372.04 is unconstitutional, the action of the City of St. Paul in revoking plaintiff's license would invalid. Therefore, the decision of the trial court is reversed. Good job. I like that decision. I like that decision. What do you think about this? Let me know. What do you think about censorship and obscenity in St. Paul and the Twin Cities? In general, if you have any experiences, share them with me. How will you advance the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.